0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 89. Some of these things are not like the other. Enjoy the show! I decided since it has been getting so many awards and great reviews that I would pick up The Walking Dead video game. It originally released in five separate episode parts you know one at a time but you can get all five now as one deal. The download still comes as five parts so you have to finish a episode and then let it go through the credits and the next time on before you can continue because each one will Remember the choices you made in the different characters, so it's best to continue from the same game and keep playing, as it were. It is an old school style graphics adventure where you point and click stuff. You know, you'll move your guy and then you'll click on like a door to look at it or click on it to open it up. You'll see something on the ground and you'll click on it to pick it up and put it in your inventory, that sort of stuff. It is also a graphic adventure in the sense that it is pretty gross. Because it is based on the Walking Dead TV show and comic series. But I think because of the various rating systems, I think it might be a little bit grosser in some ways. And the TV show gets really gross in some guts kind of ways. But the video game gets gross in kind of, I guess you could say, violent and bloody kind of ways. I don't know. It is definitely not for the faint of heart or people who are not expecting, you know, a gross experience because, you know, it's zombies, so it is gross. It is by Telltale Games and it's out for pretty much any platform. It's out for PC and PS3 and Xbox 360 and iOS devices. It is not out for Wii. I think that's the only thing it is not out for. Oh, it's also out for Mac. So pretty much you can get it anywhere except for on Nintendo devices. The game revolves around the main character of Lee, who is not from the TV show or comic series. Very quickly, he finds a companion called Clementine, who pretty much accompanies him through the whole game. And the game revolves around those two characters, pretty much. The only character from the comic or show that is in the game is Glenn, and he's only in, I think, maybe half of the first episode. I actually don't even know why they had him in it at all. It would have been better just with totally different characters from everything. Just leave them, you know, unique to the game. But I don't know, he's there, and. He's kind of obvious, so it is what it is. It is in the same universe, the same state, and possibly even the same area, though they do not cross with the main characters at all. A few of the themes are kind of the same, like, you know, what the survivors do. You know, that's pretty much standard practice for, you know, zombie apocalypse. So not really entirely surprising, and not, you know, so exactly the same that it's ever really disappointing. It's just kind of, oh, they did that in the show. And, you know, it's not surprising like it was in the show when you saw it the first time. I completed it in about 11 hours. So each of the five episodes were about two hours each. I would say, though, that it felt like the earlier ones were a little bit longer, and the later ones, maybe more so the middle ones, were slightly shorter. All of the characters are extremely well-created and very flushed out. And they all have very good stories. The way the game goes in conversation is that you get about three seconds usually, sometimes a little bit less depending on how the conversation is going and the situation. But there's sort of a, a timer running. And it usually gives you the choice of three different things to say or you can just not reply or push a not reply button. So the conversations you have with people can go different ways. And depending on what you choose to say based on what the other person say, They may or may not remember different things and you will create different alliances with different characters and it supposedly affects how the story goes, though I don't know how much impact it really has. There are very definitely some choice points in the game where a choice you make very definitely will affect how things go. But again, you know, I don't know if, you know, you have a choice of A or B if you choose B, you know, they will eventually do the same thing as A, just in a different way. I don't know. Uh, it's not really stated. But it seems like, you know, it could make a big impact. I'm kind of surprised at the reaction from the reviewers, you know, in terms of how much they like it and how good the game is. We haven't seen a graphic adventure in, I don't know, I would guess like 25 years. And graphic adventures are pretty much the perfect medium for storytelling and character interaction. So, I don't understand why they're so surprised that something that has a lot of great lore and a lot of good writing, you know, like The Walking Dead, is doing so well, you know, as a video game in a graphic adventure format. I would recommend that you approach the game very cautiously if you do decide to play. Due to how fleshed out the characters are, due to the setting, due to the kind of choices you will be facing, it is a highly emotional journey and it's you know, interactive, so you're right in there, you know, in the thick of it. I would say it's probably, you know, very close to, as close as you can come to a zombie apocalypse without actually being there. There will be choices and things that happened in the game that will linger in your memory long after you stop playing, and it might be very difficult for you to play for long periods of time. I would actually recommend you play it one episode at a time, and possibly even you know there's several breaking points in each episode you might even want to play it just one little section at a time for like half an hour or an hour because you might find it you know that emotional and that moving if you are a fan of graphic adventures if you are a fan of zombie apocalypse or specifically the walking dead i would highly recommend it not on sale it's about 25 bucks on sale it can be gotten for about you know, 12. That's about what I got it at. It is kind of short. Like I said, it took me about 11 hours to complete. But I would say it's probably one of the best games I have played in many, many years. And it was, you know, absolutely worth the time and money I spent on it. I don't know if I would play it again because it is so emotionally moving. And it's like, I don't know if those other choices I did not make, you know, would be worth replaying to make them. You know, it might be Better leaving it as the story it is in my memory with the choices I made. There is word that they are working on what they are calling a second season. And it is unknown if it will take place in a different time period, a different place, or with different characters. Nothing has been said on it. And I'm not going to say any spoilers about how the first season goes. But let's just say it would probably be better with a different cast possibly even in a different location so we can see some different scenes and have some different things going on. Because, you know, with it taking place in the same general area as the show and the series, you know, it's all kind of familiar stuff we've seen. But I don't know, I am very much looking forward to what they're doing with the second season. One last thing to note, a lot of places are offering the first episode free. I know Steam is offering it free. At least it was. I don't know if it is at the time you are listening. And also for the iOS, I saw the first episode free on the App Store. So if you think you might be interested, but you're not quite sure because you don't know, you know, how emotional it is, or if you want to play something that graphic, or if you want to play a graphics adventure, because they haven't been around for a while and you might not know what that is, you can possibly go get the first episode for free and check it out. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I have been playing a ton... Of an indie game that I believe got money through Kickstarter. Called FTL colon Faster Than Light. Which is kind of really a silly title. Because FTL stands for Faster Than Light. So it's kind of got a redundant title. I don't know why they did that. It seems kind of silly. It is by Subset Games. Which I have not heard of. I think it is only distributed on Steam. But you can get it for PC or Mac. Through Steam. It's pretty cheap. I got it on sale for... It's either 5 or 7 so it was like super cheap. And according to the Steam thingy, I have already played 7 hours. So <laughs> I have played it quite a bit more than I was expecting to play it. It is a randomized adventure. And what it is, is you have a spaceship. And then the spaceship has different kind of systems. Like it has 4 spots for weapons. With your basic human ship, you start out with a missile launcher and a laser type weapon. And they take a certain amount of power to charge. And then you have an engine, and you can build up how much power it puts out. And you have shields, and you have, you know, all different kinds of systems. You know, not a super huge amount. You know, it's a a pretty much a smaller game, a little bit more casual. I would say it's a lot like Oregon Trail, if you are familiar with that, but, you know, in space. So you take your spaceship, and you will jump through a sector There are eight sectors total. You start in the first one. I haven't gotten to the end. I've only gotten to like sector four or five. So I don't know, you know, exactly how many jumps it will take you. But the main map is randomized. So the pattern of how the sectors go will vary each time. And within each sector, there are randomized jump points. And you jump through, you know, the smaller map trying to get to the exit to the next main sector. And at each jump point, different things may happen. You may get jumped by a pirate or other kind of bad guy and you have to fight them. And then, you know, you'll use your weapons and they'll use their weapons. And there are sometimes boarding parties and you have to worry about hull breaches and fires. But other times you could just find a shop or you could find some people who say, here's some stuff to help you on your journey. Oh, you are trying to get some secret plans as it were. You are part of a federation which has been beaten by the rebels. And you're trying to take these plans, whatever they are, they don't ever really say, uh, you know, to the end point, which will help the federation get back on its feet and push back the rebellion. So at each point, you might find something that will slow your journey down or it will help you out. And along the way, you collect up scrap. And this scrap will help you to buy stuff at the various stores. You can buy fuel or you know supplies like missiles or drones. Or sometimes, you know, new systems like cloaking devices. Or drone control stations. You know, you can add those to your ships and then you can use those systems. But all of these events are random from you know a pool of possible events. You can also choose to upgrade your own ship stuff. Like you can increase engine power And then with that increased engine power, you can send more power to the weapon systems, which allow you to upgrade the weapons to more powerful weapons. So it's this very random, very interesting journey because it's never quite the same thing twice. And it's really cool because, you know, a lot of different things can go good or bad. And that can happen, you know, at any time, pretty much. Like with one game, I got You know, I I got started, and then the very next jump point I did, you know, that first step, I say, go. And then when I stopped at the next point, they said, oh, hey, you guys are with the Federation. We really like you. We want to help you out. Here's some resources, and here's a new weapon type. And I was like, awesome. I have a new weapon. That's really cool. You know, you have to increase your engine and your weapon power before you can use it. And it turns out that, you know, three or four jumps later, things were going so bad for me that I got blown up. And, you know, even though I had that really awesome start, I got blown up really quickly. In another game, I was flying along and doing pretty good, and then we got attacked by pirates, and the pirates got this lucky shot on one section where a guy was, and it blew a hole breach, and it sucked the guy out into space. So, you know, the guy was gone, and I had a hole breach. So my oxygen was going down. We finally beat the pirates away, and there's only two guys left on my ship because you only have three to start. And then those two guys, like, suffocated trying to fix up the hull breach because the air was blowing out and they had to fix the hull breach and they had to fix the oxygen generator. So, you know, all kinds of random things can happen that make things really interesting and different each time. It's kind of hard to describe. There's a lot of videos and reviews out there. You can check it out and look for it if you want. Like I said, you know, it's pretty cheap. I mean, it's, you know, five to ten bucks basically. And I think it is worth it, especially if you are into sort of managing ships in space and going on random journeys. Back in my young teen and mid-teen days, I used to play this game called Starfleet Battles. And it's kind of similar to that in terms of managing, you know, resources of energy and where I want to put that and getting my way through combat and how do I want to upgrade stuff. I don't really know what other kind of games are like it that I can think of that I played. Maybe to a much lesser degree, Wing Commander Privateer. Because in that, you also had a ship and you could upgrade stuff and there were random events you could encounter. But I don't know, it's kind of hard to describe. But like I said, you know, there's a lot of reviews and videos out there. You can pretty much find, you know, a a trailer for it that is a couple minutes. Check that out. And if it looks like something you might enjoy, you might want to check it out. As I said, I've played seven hours so far just in the past, I think, three days. So I have enjoyed it quite a bit more than I thought I would. And you might too. I picked up You Don't Know Jack for my iPhone, which I hadn't actually seen in like probably 25 years. It was like it disappeared and it was really, really popular back then. And it pretty much kind of faded away. But now I guess it is back for iOS and Facebook and my phone connects to Facebook. So I don't know if it's, you know, the same app thing. But you can challenge your Facebook friends if you're into that. I have not officially challenged any of my Facebook friends. I have one on there who just has like ridiculous score I don't know how he does so good he's awesome at it I'm like pretty terrible it is kind of buggy though it probably takes me three or four times trying to start it on my phone before it will actually start and by that I mean it will just kind of hang there and you know do the sort of waiting swirly thing and after like 30 seconds I stop it I say okay you're not working right and then I try again and it does it again and then I try it again And it connects, and then it takes forever to connect. So it's kind of a pain in the butt. I don't know if it's supposed to do that. I don't know what it's doing. But it doesn't seem to always work right. It certainly doesn't start right away when I try. So it's definitely kind of buggy. I don't really know how to describe You Don't Know Jack. I guess you could say it is a trivia game with sort of pop culture stuff that is kind of obscure at times. Sometimes it's more puzzle-ish than pop culture-ish. It has in-app gold, which you can get more gold. And it has one free game per day. Otherwise, you have to buy it with gold. And that's kind of, I suppose, the thing that bugs me the most. Because the game that you play is only five questions. So it's done in like 10 minutes. It goes by really fast. I don't know if I'd want to play, you know, a whole lot longer on my phone. But, you know, that's your whole thing for the day is 10 minutes. And then additional games would basically work out to be 50 cents each. It's like, you know, back in the day, I had some friends, you know, and we paid, like, I think it was like 25 bucks or something for the CD. You know, we could play four of us, you know, an infinite number of times. It wasn't, you know, capped at anything. Now, you know, they want you to pay 50 cents a pop. That seems kind of ridiculous. That seems a little... I don't know. Unfair and stingy and like they're just trying to get money. But I don't know. Um, I don't know how popular it is, so I cannot set the prices. But if you are familiar with You Don't Know Jack or if you are into trivia games and you are interested in something a little bit different, you might want to check it out. Like I said, you get one free a day, so you can certainly check it out for free. It's kind of buggy though. Like I said, doesn't always work right. But you know, when it works, you can check it out. It's kind of fun. I don't know. I I used to be into it a lot back in the day. Now there's just me playing, you know, with people conceivably online that have also played that game. Because there's, you know, a fixed number of games. I don't know. It seems, okay, it doesn't seem terribly interesting. I might keep playing. I might not. You know, like I said, it's free to play one a day. Certainly not going to pay to play more. Especially if I'm, you know, not right there in person playing with the other people. Because that made it really fun back in the day. But, you know, being online now, I don't know how interesting it would be. But like I said, you know, if you were familiar with it, if you liked it back in the day, it is out there and back in circulation. And you can check it out for free. I don't have any new or current TV or movie stuff to talk about this time. So I will talk about one of my favorite movies. It is a bit older. I think when I looked it up the other day it said 2004. It is called Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. There was originally supposed to be like nine different stories for Sky Captain, but I guess they never got, you know, funding for a second one, which is very sad. It was done as sort of an experiment and none of the big companies would back the person that was making it. So it's kind of cool that their very big-name actor people who are in it worked pretty much for free, and, you know, they got the movie done, and it's very awesome. But that means, you know, there wasn't a lot of advertising for it, and like I said, they never really got enough momentum to make a second one, which is very sad. It stars Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, Angelina Jolie, though she's only in it kind of briefly, and Giovanni Ribisi. It's not a name I know, but I've seen him before. It is what I would call a golden age science fiction movie. If you're not familiar with the term, think about like old school science fiction comics where they have ray guns and really tight outfits and there's a lot of robots and rockets featured, you know, on the cover and in the comics. Sort of kind of around when Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers got their start, that sort of era. But like I said, this was done in, you know, early 2000s. So it's modern, but it's done in the old style. It is also classic sci-fi in that the story sort of follows that same Golden Age style as well as classic things like, you know, the Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. It is set in an alternate world. Sky Captain is flying around in basically a Spitfire type airplane, you know, sort of a single prop engine, but it has machine guns and, you know, it's made of steel kind of thing. It also uses a sort of similar old school type of filming style. There are things like soft focus lenses on Gwyneth Paltrow. And in some scenes, you know, there's streaks of light and dark, you know, where it's supposed to call your attention to stuff. Shots are a little bit longer, not quite as quick cut. And you know the angles they use, a little bit off angle here, a little bit off angle there. So it's very different. And I think that might be, you know, in addition to the fact that it's sort of golden age science fiction, part of why it wasn't really perceived as something mainstream people would want to watch. On Blu-ray, it is probably still today one of the sharper-looking and really awesome-sounding Blu-rays that I own. Without really doing any spoilers, because it's kind of hard to do, I can say that the movie is, you know, like I said, it's science fiction, sort of Golden Age classic style. There are some giant robots uh, busting up the city and taking certain machines. And so Sky Captain is called in to try and figure out the mystery of who these robots are working for, what's going on, and, you know, what the master plan of the bad guy is. Adventure ensues. That's all I can really say about it without doing any spoilers. It is probably one of my top five favorite movies ever, and I like it a lot. Very cool, classic slash golden age science fiction. Don't really see a lot of that. In fact, I could probably count the number of Golden Age science fiction things I've seen on one hand. But if you are into science fiction at all, and you are, you know, into the classic or Golden Age kind of style, I would highly recommend you pick it up. Like I said, it is a little bit older, so you'll probably have to get it at a, you know, online rental place. Or, you know, stream it, either or. I would say, though, if you do have an online rental place, try and pick up the Blu-ray, you know, the physical Blu-ray because that would give you the best, you know, audio and visual quality. And it is definitely worth checking out. And if you like it, I would highly recommend you see if you can find a copy and, you know, actually buy it and show some support for it. Even though it has been a while and it probably won't get a second one, you never know, you know, who's looking at those numbers and might want to produce something similar. Or maybe they might go, you know, back to the original filmmaker and say, hey, you know, there's people still buying this. You want to make a second one? So, you never know. Open Klingon style. Klingon style. Come on, rock time. I could suck up like a guitar. You hit the tour. Chocolat, get up in Bajama. So that is it for this week's Rabbits Ramblings. Probably the first thing on everybody's mind is I sound pretty terrible. And my thoughts are kind of jumbly. That's because I am like super sick. I think I was like at the start or like early stages of my cold. When I was doing last podcast. I don't really feel bad. I have like super congestion in my nose. I'm sneezing and I'm coughing quite a bit. And sometimes yuck will come out. And I'm like super super tired, maybe a little bit kind of hazy in the brain, but other than that, you know, I really kind of feel fine, I feel pretty normal, so I guess in a way, you could say that i I sound worse than I am. I feel you know mostly normal ish, maybe a little bit more sad and tired than normal, but other than that, I'm okay in news that I forgot to mention last podcast, if you are interested in Starcraft Two Heart of the Swarm. It is now available for pre-order and places like Amazon and I think pretty much everywhere else are offering a you know pre-order incentive that if you pre-order, you get into the beta and the beta is going on right now. So if you were interested in checking that out, if you were interested in buying it, if you pre-purchase it now, you can get into the beta right away. And as I've mentioned before, some places like Amazon don't charge you until it actually ships. So in theory, you know, you could pre-order it, get into the beta, and if it was, you know, absolutely horrible, you could always cancel your order. You know, nothing stopping you from that legally, I don't think. But, you know, if you wanted to check it out and be sure you were interested in buying it, that would be a way to go. I was originally very excited to hear about the second StarCraft being made, but then when I got it, I don't know, I played through it, and it was okay, and I played through a few of the earlier missions again to get a few of the achievements, but I just really couldn't get into the multiplayer. I just keep getting beaten down really badly. I think when I was playing, I was in like the bottom quarter, you know, that bottom lowest 20% of the lowest ladder. So I was like, you know, really terrible. I've recently reinstalled it, but since I reinstalled it, I haven't even played it a single time. You know, it's like, I wonder now, you know, if maybe that it's like a year and a half later, maybe my brain will think up different strategies or react differently. But I don't know, I still can't get over the thought that, you know, I I just probably won't do a whole lot better. And it probably just still won't be very interesting. I don't know, I should probably check it out because, you know, I did install it. And the expansion is coming up. So, you know, if I wanted to get it at all, I should see if I have any interest in it. I don't know, last time I remember just getting really disappointed and not being interested. I can't really think of any other gaming news. There are like three or maybe four big titles coming in 2013. And I think they're all pretty much in the first you know three or four months. So I think 2013 is probably going to be a pretty dry year for gaming. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot coming out. Hopefully we'll get some surprises and see some stuff that is coming along that we haven't heard about yet. But I don't know. I guess we'll see as time goes on. And now that I have added, you know, iOS stuff and, you know, movie TV stuff to talk about, maybe, you know, even if things do get a little drier in PC gaming, we'll still have some stuff to talk about that is interesting. And hopefully everybody will still have a good time with it. And hopefully, I guess I will see everybody next time. Okay, things bye. <laughs> Like I said, it... it. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ3, Intruder Alert. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com dot com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html if you would like to send me an email you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. if you friend me you can also post on facebook at rabbit.com you can follow me on twitter and youtube at rabbit dot com it's rabbit.com but with not a period when you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space, and be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type Rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.